On this Thursday, it is June 24th, and the nation is in mourning once again. After the discovery of 751 unmarked graves at the site of a former residential school in Saskatchewan, just outside of Regina. Now, that number is the highest to date found in Canada and comes just weeks after the discovery of 215 children at a school in Kamloops. Here are First Nation leaders making that painful announcement a little while ago. We started our radar penetrating research on June the 2nd of 2021. As of yesterday, we have hit 751 unmarked graves. This is not a mass grave site. These are unmarked graves. Over the past years, the oral stories of our elders, of our survivors, and friends of our survivors have told the stories that knew these burials were here. In 1960, there may have been marks on these graves. The Catholic Church representatives removed these headstones and today they are unmarked graves. All we ask of all of you listening is that you stand by us as we heal and we get stronger. And that we all must put down our ignorance and accidental racism of not addressing the truth that this country has with Indigenous people. There are now calls for finally, finally acknowledgement that this happened and for a true and full investigation of each and every residential school and that the time is now for real substantive action when it comes to reconciliation and to finally find a true way forward so our First Nations can thrive and prosper. Now, we've got new audio this hour from the uh, Premier here was a Doug Ford last hour asked about the discovery in Saskatchewan. Yeah, it's an absolute tragedy. My heart and prayers uh, go out to the First Nations community right across our country. Uh, we've given $10 million to make sure that we put all the resources, uh, uh, the Indigenous communities across Ontario, uh, to find if there's any uh, graves in, in Ontario. It's heart-wrenching. You think of these these poor kids, it's, it's heart-wrenching. And we... We have to make sure that we uh, put all the resources in to find out if there's any unmarked graves here in, in Ontario. So it's, it's a tragedy, an absolute tragedy. All right, there is Premier Ford just this past half hour. Ontario NDP member Saul Mamakwa, he was on the morning show earlier, and here's what he had to say to our Greg Brady about the tragedy. Uh, certainly uh, when the, uh, the news broke, you know, you can tell there was a certain heaviness um, you know, that uh, we feel as Indigenous people, and we know that Indigenous people across Canada, uh, we know they're hurting. We know we are in pain. Uh, you know, uh, just reading that story, you feel this numbness. And it's so hard. And it's just, you know, like this is the Canada we know. This is what we've been saying for a long time. And it's just, uh, you know, very shocking. It's not shocking, but, you know, like, we know it, we knew it. It's just uh, nobody believed us. 
I was very clear, but when we had our conversation was that it's going to come on repeat, repeat, repeat. And, you know, when it, uh, when it comes, it hits you again in a very, um, in a, in a very way where you, where pain and hurt comes and, you know, like uh, the opening of wounds. And it's so, I know it's uh, significant more than, uh, uh, you know, what we learned in Kamloops. All right, this is obviously a painful and a difficult subject, one that involves school children. And your own children may have many questions about what's happening in the news today. And joining us now is parenting expert Allison Schaefer. Allison, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for speaking about this important topic. You bet. If your kids are asking you questions later today about everything in the news, uh, how should parents, how should they handle that, Allison? Well, first and foremost, we have to ask the question to our children, what have you heard? Uh, Because when we have the children say it back to us, we're able to get a better gauge on what they've interpreted from what they've been seeing, whether that's in their social media feed or just a toddler walking past a television screen when the news was on. Um, And then we have the opportunity from saying, what did they ingest? Then we can say, okay, let me round that out with accurate information and do it in a way that's developmentally appropriate. Obviously, the conversation with somebody who's six or seven is going to be different than somebody who's 15 or 16. That was going to be my next question is, how do you know what your child is ready for, what they're ready to hear? How can parents determine uh, what level of detail, I guess, to give? So, you know, it's, uh, you know, your child best and you can sort of watch and gauge the tension level, the interest level, um, you know, so use your own sort of parental spidey senses. But I would say generally we're kind of chunking kids into three age categories. I would say like developmentally our preschoolers um, and then our elementary school and then high school. I would use those as my basic criteria for what I would share with those kids. And the other thing, Jeff, to consider here is which part of the story are you on? Are you a family with Indigenous children who have to hear about their family's legacy and history? Or are you a white colonialist who has to explain this this dark tragedy that we bestowed on our Indigenous people? So I think there's two different, you know, similar, they need to be accurate, but I think it would be different conversations. Joined by parenting expert Allison Schaefer. Allison, uh, parents are concerned, obviously, about what to say and how to say it to their uh, kids with today's news. But I'm wondering if listening to your child, is that just as, if not more important today? Well, you're right that a lot of what this story is about is people were not heard. We needed to hear the stories. That's why we got the Truth and uh, Reconciliation Council together, that we need to continue to share our stories. It's part of the healing process. But we need to to talk to our kids in terms of, uh, you know, how are they feeling about it? Some kids are, um, generally, this is a Children are empathic and they have a high sense of fairness anyways. And you can only imagine that when children hear stories about the abuse and death and mistreatment of other children, that can really rattle their worldview of safety and security. I mean, these were atrocities that happened at a large scale by our government and our churches, which are the institutions that are supposed to protect us and that it went on for so long that that worldview of am I safe and could it happen to me and could it happen again and why didn't anyone speak up? It's very rattling. So I do think that we need to to get them talking about it so that we can find out what are they ruminating over and how can we both be factual in explaining this dark part of our history, but also be hopeful, meaning, 
if all we talk about is all the things that went wrong, we miss the point of being able to say, what do we need to do now for, as an action item to honor the tragedy of this? That that might be, you know, do we want to light candles at our dinner table and say a prayer? Do we want to put children's boots out on our front doorstep and put some flowers? Um, you know, do we want to make a donation? Something that turns what's going on in our mind into moving things forward, um, reading stories, watching documentaries. I think it's that action piece that helps us process. Uh, and that's really important for kids. They can do it on a kid level. Yeah, that is so, so vital, so important. And just finally, follow-up conversations. Just how important are those, whether it be maybe new news comes out in the next uh, day or two, or, or just as a check-in to reassure your child? Well, you're right, because kids don't always ask to sit down and talk. They can uh, internalize their emotions. It can come out as nightmares. It can come out as anxiety issues. It can come out as anger outbursts. And I think, Jeff, we're going to be hearing a lot more about this. You know, they, there is a frustration in the budget for, for releasing funds to find more of these mass graves. And I think that over the time, we're going to keep hearing more and more about this in the news. So we do need to keep checking in with our kids and saying, how are you doing? How are you feeling? What did you hear today? Anything you want to talk about? And so long as they're expressing, and it could be talking to you, but some kids are happy to draw or write in a journal or give them the, the uh, text number for kids' help phone if they want to do something anonymous, uh, so long as they're not just stuffing it down and not speaking to it so that there's no opportunity for parents to channel those sad or, or angry uh, feelings into a way that can be productive. Such important and such great information. Allison Schaefer, Allison, thank you so much as always. Really appreciate the time with us here today. You bet. Thanks, Jeff.